The Ealing Cricketer. A dark day, a dark weekend. The perfect season that nobody had started to mention is over as the threes lose despite scoring 300-odd away at North London. The twos tackled a star-studded Teddington side and fell short, and the ones failed to bowl out bottom of the league, Hornsey, meaning that it is the first weekend without a win for any of the top three Ealing men's sides this year. It's not all doom and gloom. A couple of youngsters make promising steps in the twos. There are more coxie runs in the threes, and Jacob O'Sullivan blasts a maiden ECC 100 in the ones. We hear from Tom Ryder, Alex Felt, and Luke Stoughton, who himself celebrated the personal milestone this weekend. And my name is Mungo Russell. I am, of course, joined by ECC's best dancer, so he says, Lee Parry. All things well, Lee? So my under-13s this week, we didn't have a game on uh, Saturday. Thanks for asking, uh, Mung, because um, we had the Director of Sport Festival on the weekend. So we played uh, Durston House. Um, midweek, uh, my boys scored 127 for six in their 20 overs, and we bowled Durston House out for uh, 38, an absolute demolition job. So well done to my boys. Uh, my boys, sorry, I'm very proud of you. Yeah, I mean, as always, I am. Um, I'm so thrilled to hear about how they're doing. Highlight of my week, I'm hearing about under 13s. Why are you shaking your head? You see, what the listeners can't see, what the listeners can't see is you sat there shaking your head, pretending that you're not interested in how my team are doing. Now, personally, I find that disgusting. If I can I'm not use pretending that I'm not interested. I'm not pretending. <laughs> Lee, I mean, why, why, don't we, why don't we start with the threes? Um, I got, I got a, a, real, a real rebuke and some... Rebuke? Look, I got, I got a volley of abuse from, from the third team captain at the weekend. Okay, after their game, I was personally, I, he felt that we are to blame for their loss because we didn't mention them at all last week and, and they lost. And so given that we've been mentioning them so much, we were the people that changed the minute aspects and angles of the universe that, that meant they didn't have the same confidence to go and win the game. And so um, that person is now adamant that uh, they need to be at the forefront of every podcast from here on in. The Tuesday, bud. Mate, tough day for the twos. Really tough day for the twos. Uh, they played a, it's a strong Teddington side they came up against. Um, in fact, may, maybe the most star-studded uh, twos team that I can remember seeing. Lots of those players that on that team sheet have played a whole host of first-team cricket this year as well. And the, the, the club was a bit short on batting this weekend from, from, top, from top to bottom, probably. A lot of guys not available. Um... Andy Laws had COVID. Milo was away. Tom Shaw. Now, what happens in Glastonbury stays in Glastonbury. And God knows what he's been doing. But he, I've seen pictures of him in a tent. And um, he is still obviously getting back to full fitness. I hope the rehab is going really well. Glastonbury is meant to be really good for ankles. So, <laughs> Wow. Um I've completely lost my train of thought. I was actually going to ask you something about the twos, and now I cannot, for the life of me, remember what it was. So continue waffling. Yeah, talking about lack of memory. Tom Shaw was at Glastonbury this weekend and won't remember a bloody thing. We're actually doing this interview off the back of a couple of chats that we had with, that we had with some of the guys. Um, we, that uh, was it. That was it. I was going to say, I was, I'm looking forward to hearing from Fadi to see what he has to say about uh, the weekend and, and, and his thoughts on how things are going. And it's going to be 
it was going to be really good to hear from him uh, and a few others. Yeah, it will be. It will be. We're, we're hearing from Feli. We're, we're hearing from Tom Ryder. And, and we are hearing from Luke Stoughton. Um, now, we, we will cover this in the interview with Beast, but quickly, I think we sh- it, is, it is important to mention what a special achievement he he's He's ticked over at the weekend with with becoming the highest ever run score in, in Middlesex Premier League history. It was a genuinely pretty special day watching him back with Halty. Um, and again, something that, that we will go on and talk about. But um, I imagine that's a day you... One of those days, Lee, where like, it, it would have been great if, if you were there as well and a couple other members of that side, but it was nice to have them there. Very proud, nevertheless. Um, and he's, you know, he's an absolute hero to the club. Seriously good good batter and deserves deserves every run uh, he has scored. As a stat man, though, Mung, does, does that kind of thing excite you as well? Oh, God, yeah. Oh, God, I yeah. Mean, you, I were sat, you were sat in the room with the current record holder. I mean, I that's got to be... I was buzzing. I was. I, I couldn't. I couldn't speak. I couldn't speak in the car on the way there. I was looking through the list of the top ten leading run scorers in Middlesex Premier League history, and I said, uh, when, "When we were discussing what we were going to do, when and if Beast made his milestone, I did say, well, lads. I mean, if Holty gets to one thousand five hundred, what, what are we going to say? Are we are we going to clap?'" <laughs> so you knew that said, as well. Christian said, no, mate, I think I declared when he was on about 900 or something. <laughs> well, you can't declare before him. I thought he was getting close to his first ever thousand. God, you'd get a lot of fines, wouldn't you, if you scored a thousand? <clears throat> you would First do. ever 200 freeling, first ever 300 freeling. This, this might put you on the spot, though. Are there any, or this might have to be something that we, we talk about in the next pod, are there any current players playing out there that could get close? that you know of, or is everyone under him retired? There is only one, I think, that is of a significant number of runs, and his name is Oliver Wilkin. Owes his, his, has crept into the top 10 run scorers, I think, or top Ooh. top 10. I think he's somewhere in the mid 3000s, um, mid to late 3000s for runs. Beast is just shy of 6,000. And that sounds like a big gap. It's, it's maybe like six, five, six seasons of, of batting if, if Ollie goes at his current rate. So Ollie, Ollie could get pretty close. Actually. So what does Beast need for 6,000 then? He needs 18. Really? Yeah. Did you sound how excited I got there? That was weird. That is pretty weird. Have we got a first no, 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 10 no, no, out of 10 no, 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 no. That's a stop, 10 out of 10, I'm isn't it? It's not me. That's not me, that. Move on. Before, before you, you suck me into the stats world, or whatever you guys call it, move on quickly. Before we hear from, from those three and talk about the games, we thought it was high time that the listeners heard from Kernsey. Here we are, midway through our batting innings in Kernsey's corner. Balling really well at the moment, but getting no reward. No, not no the, reward. Not the reward you deserve. It's a batter's game, isn't it, Kernsey? Eh? It's a batter's game. It's so unf- and do you know what the, the, my theory is? You're too good for these players <laughs> because if they if if they if if they were any better, they'd get a nick. <laughs> That's why. But uh, yeah, but you'll you'll get your turn. It'll come. Currently, Today might be the day. Yeah. Little word for the podcast. Yeah. What, uh, do, you, what do you want to ask me? How was your morning? Easy getting here to Hornsey? Yeah, no trouble at all. Very nice to be back at Hornsey again. I would like this ground. Trees have grown since I was last here, but it's a nice place. Nice and to see Luke and 
yeah. they oh, were batting together. In fact, it was quite amusing there because there was nearly a run out and I said, well, they haven't batted much together, these two. So, so yes, it must be quite a while, really, since the two of them have uh, this is faced so up. Much better than it was a few years back. Yeah. It really but uh, we're hopeful to do well here today, aren't we, really? We how, should do. So, uh, how, how did last weekend leave you feeling last Saturday? Cold. <laughs> but apart, apart, apart from that, it was, it, was, it was just disappointing, really, wasn't it? The, the umpires and the weather and off and on and the whole lot. Frustrated. But I have to say, the game at Crouch End, I really enjoyed. I thought that was a smashing game of cricket. Yeah, we all enjoy that game. That was a good game, I agree. I thought yeah, that was an excellent yeah, game of yeah. cricket. Yeah, we did. But I found last week very frustrated. That had been a county game. We'd have been called off at five o'clock. You know, it's too much. Nobody will make a decision on these games. Oops, Charlotte. Charlotte! David Holt has just crashed one over extra cover for four. The old team are back, boy. It's great to see. I feel the good thing about this, I'm 76, but watching these two bats... I'm 56, see? <laughs> the only thing, in only, only in my head, not in my body. <laughs> well, thanks, Kenzie, and I hope they give you a nice relaxing afternoon. Yeah, great. Good one. Good man. See you later. What was that? Oh, it was the jingle in between each segment that we do. So, how does it sound? Let's hear from the guys of the weekend. Let's hear from Tom. Let's hear from Feli. And let's hear first up from Luke Stoughton. Luke Stoughton, thank you so much for joining us. It is a pleasure to welcome you back, having been our first ever guest. How has Saturday's results sat with you for the last couple of days, the last couple of evenings, now, now speaking on, on the Monday? Uh, I think it was a fair result in the end. Uh, I think we did pretty well to get four points out of it. Um, we could have quite easily been on the wrong end of it, I think, um, but we managed to pull it back and, yeah, took something positive out of it. That's about the summary of my thoughts, I think. <laughs> seems like you, it seems like it's been ever-present. <laughs> I do think that you're absolutely bang on, though. Um, I think it was playing, going against the side that's bottom in the league, I think it's quite easy to look at that game and think, well, we haven't got a straight-up win and so therefore be very disappointed with how the game has gone. I think it's one that we would have been eyeing up for a long time as that was a real 12-point opportunity. But the way the game was played, I think you're absolutely spot on. Leapy? I mean, <clears throat> I'm going to make this very easy. Stoughton, Holt, Elek. They've just all got it, mate. And it just shows you age is nothing but a number. Um, and that's all I have to say about that. So for the youngsters out there, you need to start putting your weight I mean, it, was, it was quite a big number, to be fair, because at one point, me, Ahmed and Holtsy were all fielding on the leg side. We were the only leg side fielders. What did the sum add up to on the leg side then, BC? It must have been close to 130, if not slightly over, I think. It not how old Ahmed is, really. I mean, You love a start of the week, Mungo. That would have been the, one of the highest leg side age combinations for a while. Yeah, from my calculations, it's uh, per, per capita, highest per person, yeah. Yeah. In the middle six league. I'm 44. I'm 44. Halty's 41, I think. Ahmed's 46. So maybe, maybe it was 131. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. why, don't, why don't we speak about Jacob O'Sullivan, BC? I mean, you probably won't have seen him play much yourself, if at all. Um, and he, wow, what innings he played in the end. Yeah, one of the best I've seen, I think. 
I mean, he, I've only played one other game against Crouch End and he, I think he got 30 in that or something. Um, but yeah, I mean, what a, what a great knock on Saturday. It was, it was tricky in the morning. I think it was, uh, you know, we talked about it on the day and the, the wicket changed drastically between the sort of morning and afternoon sessions and got flatter and flatter as it went on. But he, you know, I batted with him for a little bit. It was, wasn't particularly easy because it was going through the top and the balls were keeping low or coming up. But he got through that, battled through it and then just went nuts after lunch. It was great. Really good to watch. Yeah, we've actually, Heather actually um, gave us, I know, Lee, how much you like your stats and and this is the stat of the week. Jacob O'Sullivan, well, it's actually not the stat of the week. There is a stat of the week that is undoubtedly the stat of the week that we will get to, but this is a, a great stat. Sully's first 50 runs were off 91 balls and then he got his next 38 runs off 12 balls and ended up 103 off 119, like 53 runs in in 28 balls, the second 50, mental hitting. There was a six over cover that was really silly. Like, not a shot you see, really. Yeah, the, the way he paced, the way he paced the innings was was brilliant. And, you know, it's a shame there weren't any youngsters watching it, really, because it was a, a great example of how to battle through and get sort of tough runs and then, you know, avoid, avoid the one with your name on it and, and cash in when the wicket got a bit flatter and also playing to the situation as well. BC, you've been around a while, um, and I have too, so there's not uh, a harsh comment in, in any way whatsoever. But there has been a, a bit of chat around the club um, about the wicket this year playing playing actually a little bit better than it has, it has done um, over the past past years where we've been playing. Would you would you agree with that or not? Uh, we were at Hornsey, mate. <laughs> Good for me. <laughs> That's really good for me. Having played at Ealing for a long time, though, do you think the wicket's any better? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't comment on that. Maybe bit. I wasn't referring to this weekend, was I? You really don't need to. You don't need to answer that. Too. I, think I, played a, I don't think I've played a game at Ealing this year. <laughs> oh no, I played I mean, one. I played, played one in the twos, and it was yeah, it was my first game, I think, and it was yeah, it was normal for Ealing. What I will one of the one of the major points of the game was it was. It was only the second time that we've batted first as a side this whole year, including pre-season. Um, and I, we really enjoyed that on the sides without the stress of chasing and scoring 250 and having that period of the game where, where we got to let, let the shackles loose with, with no pressure at the end. I mean, Harry Stowe, must be mentioned, hit a six off his only delivery and the last ball of the innings. Why Chris has been hiding him at 11 is, is a mystery to everyone. But equally, at the end of the game, we look back at we look back at the fixture and think, what would have happened if we'd have bowled first naturally because we didn't end up winning the game? And and Beast actually spoke in the change room afterwards about how among those many oft talked about title wins, how in the all day stuff, it it seemed to be that all the sides were looking to bowl first. Um, and I don't quite know why that's been so different this year. But it has been. It seems to be a real trend that across the Middlesex League, lots of sides are, are batting first. And may, maybe we've come, come, come what, what am I thinking? What's the phrase? Come a cropper? Is that a phrase? Can be. Can be. I'll, I'll make it. I'll make it one. Come a cropper of, of following the league trend rather than doing something that Ealing's always done typically well. Yeah, I think the, the point structure's probably affected that because now you get 12 for winning if you bat first so maybe it's a an extra carrot to to try and 
try and bowl a side out. Um, but I reckon back back when I was playing more often, Leapy was there as well. You know, we we'd always try and chase because it was the easiest way on flat decks. You know, if you have a good summer with hot weather, then the wickets flatten out. It's actually quite difficult to to bowl sides out. So I think law of averages said back then, especially with the team we had, and obviously that's a factor depend, depending on the makeup of your team, but, you know, we'd always try and try and chase. And yeah, I, I reckon if you, if you got 10 points instead of 12 points, but more often, then you're probably going to do better. But again, that's entirely down to the makeup of the team and, and how the team plays, how they're comfortable playing. It's just when, when we had our successful period, that's just how we got used to playing and, and you have success playing in a certain way and then you, you carry on with it. Oh, I'll tell you what, one moment that we have to mention was um, Christian, This I don't, he's just this guy that plays every now and again. He misses a run-out chance and he takes his hat off his head and he hurls it onto the ground and he'd forgotten that he'd left his sunglasses on his cap and his sunglasses genuinely exploded. They went all parts. As it happens, they're magic sunglasses and he can put all the little pieces back together. It was just off camera. He was an extra cover. We were metres away from it being immortalised on film. Um, but it was it was a fantastic blow up and blow up of the season, actually, apart from yeah. when the youngs keep losing football every week. That is vitriol. Did you ever see that video of a, a Straussy, I think it was, throw, throw, his, throw the ball in through his sunglasses? Sort of along those lines, Mike. Yeah, similar sorts of damage, yeah. Similar levels of, of destruction. But straight back together. Yeah, honestly, like good as new. It was it was actually quite uncanny. I didn't feel that comfortable with it. On David Holt, BC, it must have been very special to spend some time out in the middle with him. We lost a, a couple of wickets in fairly quick succession with, with Ahmed and Graves in. Um, it was Beast and Holt together again, batting at three and four. Yeah, it was great. I, I, I don't know, I... I... I see every game really as a bonus now if I can if I can play in the first team sometimes and to play you know with Halsey was really special and, and with Ahmed and Scotty as well it's a shame if he wasn't there too but um, it's yeah it's really cool I mean Halsey's one of my sort of oldest and, and best mates and we shared a lot of really good times you know on and off the pitch and yeah it was, it was really cool and I don't know pretty nostalgic really but it was fun and testament to all that time that you spent together was was the personal milestone that you passed at the weekend. Um, your 31 took you to the top run scorer in Middlesex Premier League cricket history. Um, and Lee, I will describe the scenes on the balcony. We were all sort of counting the runs down. We all knew the number was 25 that you needed. And as it happened, the number completely coincided with us scoring 100 runs as a side. So... They, the clap that we were giving on the balcony for 100 as a team was extravagant. Uh, BC, what was it like out in the middle? Um, did they have any clue what was going on whatsoever? I, I don't think so. They, their keeper said to me, oh, what are they clapping for? What's, what's just happened? And <laughs> I said to them, I don't know, mate. Well, they're just a bit weird. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it's good. It's nice. I, I don't know. I've never been... Never really been driven by stuff like that, if I'm honest. And until Halty and Christian pointed it out last year when we were in the pub after an MCC game, I didn't really have any idea that that was the case. So, so yeah, I guess it's nice. It's nice to do it. Um, but 
you know, there's some pretty serious players in that list and who, who I think were better than I am was. Um, but, you know, it's, it's nice. And, and, you know, it's nice to be able to play for so long and, and, and get something like that. You know, I'm you know, looking back, I'm pretty, pretty proud to have played so long and what we achieved as a team was really special. So, you know, something like this is, yeah, it's nice, but it's, you know, it's, it's, it's pales in comparison to, to winning, you know, six or seven league titles in a row with Ealing. And I mean, testament to the game itself, how um, how unforgiving it is that 50 minutes later, you're sat in the changing with your pads off as well, standing next to the whole team with both you thinking, oh, for God's sake, like, how have we made more? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's one of those things, isn't it? Like, you, something like that, happens, you know, you go past a milestone like that and yeah, it's great, but then you get out a few balls later and well, I couldn't give a about it, you know, <laughs> just, just want to get off and go and throw myself out of the window and calm down for a few minutes and, you know, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's cricket, it's so cruel like that and, you know, something really good can happen and then something really bad can happen afterwards and the bad things always kind of overshadow the good things, I think. It just shows you, Mungo, you're never too old to throw your toys off the cot. <laughs> I, I, I don't think I threw them out, but I, I just I just sort of get a bit sad, really. It's like, oh, what do you do that for? <laughs> it's, like, it's, all so like, it's all so split second in cricket. Like one little error of judgment can just absolutely ruin your day. And love that. I, I, I love that. Top, top run scorer in the Premier League. One of the best days ever, and then I want to kill myself four balls later. <laughs> well, it gets out for thirty-one. Just, just a bit sad, really. It's just, it's just, it's just, it's just how it works. I mean, it, as, as I said, you know, it was it was tough before lunch. The ball was, was doing a fair bit, and to kind of get through that that spell of bowling, and you know, with not being entirely sure what the pitch is doing, and then get out. It's like you've done all the hard work, and then yeah, and then you've got to go and eat your barbecue which is quite nice actually a <laughs> <laughs> good lunch G. it was an excellent lunch awesome barbecue BC I think I think we, we should let you go um, it's been a pleasure to catch up with you and it was an honour to to be there on, on Saturday um, when when what happened happened and, and you made that milestone and to, to, to many more days like that um, for everyone in this call um, Lee you're getting back very close to playing as we can exclusively reveal. You're playing on, on Sunday in the T20 stuff, aren't you? Yes. <clears throat> I have been asked by some random bloke at the club asked me during the week or over the weekend. And I was like, yeah, I can play. So yeah, the, the Leapy will be back. <clears throat> and, and what I would give to, to take the field with, with Beast, the Holtz, the Scots, the LX of the world, um, without getting too emotional about the whole thing, you know, the club is a massive, massive part of our lives. You know, our, our kids now run around um, at the place and it is weird. BC is, you know, that, that's <clears throat> that excitement of, I remember my first game and now I play every game like it's sort of my last because you just never know. And I think we start to enjoy it more when you, when you, when you get a bit on. And I think I appreciate the time more I spend out with my mates um, in the middle. So yeah, long may it uh, continue as long as we can, BC boy. And, um, from the Eden Cricketer, myself and Mungo, congratulations. Uh, we wish you all of the, the very best. And uh, hopefully this year I get to take the field with you again. It'll be an absolute honour. It would be. Uh, and before I go, we should mention you as a kind of Lazarus character as well. We were talking about um, about O's at the weekend. 
Um, on Friday, he was like 80%, apparently not not going to play on Saturday. And then miraculously, he got better. I mean, your your knee must count as some sort of Old Testament miracle, right? Because a couple of years ago, it's like, no, I need a knee reconstruction or knee transplant or something. And, and now it's like, yeah, it's fine. It's cool. Well, it, apparently, if you do some exercise and lose a little bit of weight, it helps. Just, just say. There you go. I'm going to go then. CBC, thanks, champion. All the best, mate. We'll see you soon. See you, beast. Are you not going to do what you normally do and do your stupid stuff while I go off and get people to come back on for the next Why one? are you going off? No, just message her. Uh, why do you don't need to go? Okay. You don't have, have an argument with me. Where are you? Lee, I can't, I can't see your face anymore. I'm not going anywhere. I'm, for, I'm doing it. I'm still here. No. Lee, I can't see you. You don't need to see me. Oh, I'm getting scared. I'm still here. The last time I left you doing this, you just went off on a tangent about stuff people actually don't care about. <laughs> what? Right, yeah, people are me. so invested in, in what happens with me in Berkshire. You see, I think you're going to try and put this in again, and I'm not going to fall for it. So I'm, going to back as well. no, I'm, not, I'm not going to put this in. I know you are. Forward, quickly. Go, 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 go. It's a coup. <laughs> Mada and I are cooing. You're still, you're still not wearing anything eating related You never have. I don't have enough eating stuff to... Well, actually, the, really, the honest answer is none of it's clean. <laughs> I haven't had a chance to do a wash. Alex Fell entered the waiting room. Admit... Now, Lee, okay, let's remember to be really nice to Felly. They had a tough weekend, okay? Felly, oh, how are you? Sup? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm very well. Thanks, mate. Alex, well, we're going to crack straight on. It must have been a trying weekend, a trying Saturday. Um, yeah. You win some, you lose some. Uh, yeah, Saturday was a, a day to forget. You win some, you lose some, and sometimes you come third and you came fourth. <laughs> Mate, I think we came fourth on Saturday. Oh, Felly, can I just say, I find it a bit weird how Mungo asked me to be very nice to you when you came on because you had a rubbish weekend and then he completely lays into you. Hmm? <laughs> well, I didn't know. There's no evidence to suggest that I did that. I, I bet you, if I go back, because I know we're recording still and we continue to record, that you said to me, we need to be nice to Felly because he's, his team had a terrible weekend this weekend, and then you laid into him. Feli, did you win the toss or lose the toss? Can it all be blamed on you for making the wrong decision? No, I, I did win the toss. Ah, there you go. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, yeah, you win the toss and you're ready to one all out. You do kind of question your, your decision-making skills as a captain. Um, but, you know, their captain, who I know a bit, said, you know, I would have done the same. Um, they bowled well, we batted poorly. It was that simple. Well, to be fair, I mean, from, from a couple of people in the team, one in particular, must have been pretty happy with their contributions. You'd have taken 16 from Simpson at the top of the order if, if given it not the day. <laughs> Genuinely, I think he was... There were two people in our side who looked like they weren't getting out until they did. And one of them was, amazingly, Oliver Simpson. Um, it was a it was a faultless sixteen, um, aesthetically pleasing. Played a couple of lovely drives, um, but yeah, then kicked a straight one. So, as as all good players do, G- genuinely fairly bright spot in in the batting performance. Twenty eight off forty odd balls from a young fifteen year old Absar. Yeah, uh, it's first time I've seen him. Well, it's first time I've seen him bat in an adult game. I saw him tonk some fifteen year olds around on Thursday night in a T twenty game. Um, so it was interesting to see how he plays. Pro- probably the best attack in the league, actually. Um, and he looked a class above the rest of us. 
um, and wouldn't have looked out of place in their side. And they had the strongest 11 that any team in our league will have all year. You know, there were probably six guys in their side who would play first team cricket at any other Premier League club. Um, and he's, yeah, he, he's a jet. He's, I, I, would, I would be surprised if he doesn't go on to do great things for hopefully Middlesex, but potentially another county. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm almost certain he will make it as a professional cricketer from what I've seen. We had a, a chapter beast about it, about uh, uh, Leapy playing this weekend and back soon. There's nothing wrong with smashing 15-year-old kids. If I'm honest, I, I teach my under-13s a lesson most uh, net sessions. And if they bowl the wrong length, uh, it becomes very, very hittable. And uh, I'm in good nick, actually. I'm not going to lie. Seriously good nick. Um, well, well, I mean, I mean, Parry, you're you're welcome back anytime, mate. Like, you know, there's there there are a lot of spaces that are going to open up, given we were, you know, seventy eight for six and then eighty one all out. So, you know, as soon as you can be back, that would be uh, that would be appreciated. I was, I was just thinking, you know, I'm, I'm hitting them, I'm hitting them really well at the moment. Seeing them nicely, actually, really good, really, really good. Unfortunately, Lee's uh, Lee's going to bypass you, Feli, and, and and start playing for the threes. I think it's straight what, straight for threes. Well, I mean, if Andrew Cox keeps keep scoring runs the way he's scoring runs and it's you know he he, he might be in line with, for a twos gig sometime soon and Parry can slot into that number five role that Coxie currently occupies uh, Henry Anton if you're listening I'm available and he is listening he's always listening Feli um, they chased it two down they're a good side couple of wickets for Priyatam he got three wickets in the threes every week he got two wickets in the twos how many wickets is he getting in the ones, do you reckon? I mean, logic dictates he'll, he will do what I'm very good at and take one wicket in the ones and then stop taking wickets. Um, he, he would have had three on Saturday, I should say, um, had the rest of our side been able to field. Um, there, was, there was a dropped catch off his bowling, which would have given him three for, which would have been lovely to see. Um, but yeah, he's, a, he's, a, he's another good little player. Um, yeah, he, he bowled very, very well. Do we, Mungo, need to call him by the proper name for every team that he plays for? So if he's in the threes, it's three a tam. If he's in the twos, it's two a tam. And one one day when he does play for the ones, it'll be one a tam. It would be, yeah. Again, logic dictates one a tam. It's a shame he doesn't play more games for Ealing tens because he'd get t- 10 wickets every game <laughs> doing, no matter who you're playing. Fairly, lastly, I mean, we're getting to the stage this summer where, where all the school children finish, finish getting educated and start coming and scoring runs and taking wickets for Ealing. But... You must be looking forward to having a, a couple of them back. Yeah, I think one of the things we've perhaps missed so far this year is uh, Alex Gallimore. Um, you know, he played one game at Richmond and bowled really well. Uh, and, you know, he's a left-arm spinner. Like, they're gold-dusting club cricket. Um, a couple of the other young lads, you know, I've heard a lot about Chico Hillman. I've only seen him bat in the nets. And again, he, you know, backed with his piece against the sort of Premier League bowling attack of you know, myself, yourself, and a couple. He of others. batted with uh, that. Batted with his, with his, with his, with his member. God, that must be sore. <laughs> oh my gosh! How did he manage that? Oi, oi, oi! Good little player. You'd have to have. He's, he, he's a good little player, is You'd have to have a good um, eye to do that, wouldn't you? Yeah. So there are a couple of lads we're looking forward to having back. Um, but I think one of the issues we've had in the twos last few years is it's we've lacked, um, like the, the perfect balance is you've got three or four lads in their sort of late 30s, early 40s in your sort of glass, your cabs, your parries, your, your um, fairs, 
couple of lads in their mid-20s, you know, just myself, Owen, and ideally only a couple of youngsters. Whereas what we've had certainly this year and the last few years is six or seven youngsters who are not quite ready for it. Um, you know, a couple of them might be, but we've been going into games with four or five lads who need a couple more years playing 13 cricket before they can step up and play two's prem. Um, they're just they don't have the experience and it counts for a lot particularly in the all-day stuff um knowing when to attack when to defend and the format as well it's just it's a completely different sport between third team prem and second team prem Betty, thank you so much for joining us um pleasure as always to to better days to better weekends and uh um, yeah, yeah here's hoping that you get slapped all around the park at Highgate and uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yes, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's it's going to happen. I'm going to return figures of about seven overs for seventy on Saturday. On so it's just it's written in the stars. Cheers, Valley. See you, mate. Cheers, lads. We are here with Tom Ryder. Tom, look, it's it's a tough gig you've got here, and it's a somber occasion. Seven out of seven sounded go- so good, but seven out of eight, it doesn't doesn't go as well. No, I mean, every every good spell must come to an end at some point, mustn't it? Um, sadly, we couldn't go for the full Invincible season, but we're still still top of the league and looking good. Um, morale's still very strong, so it could be a lot worse. Talk to me about the dimensions of the ground that you're playing at, because I've heard rumours that it's basically been 300 plays 300 every week. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the team that we were playing have failed to defend 290 in their last two games there, I think. Um, for context, I think Rory Patel could have thrown a ball across all all sort of um, angles of the ground from boundary to boundary. So we're talking very compact. Uh, I managed to hit a six, which is quite unheard of. So um, yeah, yeah, that sort of size. So uh, as a bowler, you wouldn't want to be playing there every week. I lo- I have so much respect for you immediately dropping in that you hit a bomb. <laughs> like basically, first question. It's so good. It's exactly what we want. At the Ealing Cricket Lee, that's if, if you'd have been if you'd have been being interviewed about your games at Cricket League years ago, that's how you would have started every interview. I'm pretty sure. Um, I'm a team player, Mongo, and at the end of the result, <clears throat> at the end, the end of the result is what matters. Um, and that's it. I, I, I'm not I'm not a big fan of talking about how good I am and you know how I hit over the houses um, and how it bombs for fun. There's actually a story goes whenever I go into bats, everyone actually in Ealing moves their car out of the borough. But it's not for me to do, you know, to discuss that kind of stuff. I'm not, I'm not into that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, if you've got any more questions for Tom, fire away, mate. Tom, you you were red ink, you, red ink as well to, uh, on Saturday, wasn't it? I was. Um, yeah, uh, I thought we had a we had a chance at the end going in down the order, and the the middle order gave it a good go. Mr. Hayden, Charland, and Coxie, uh, and we we fell just short of the mark. We sort of ran out of wickets. Um, but it reached that stage of the game where we needed boundaries and naturally a few of them go in the air. If you had the full strength threes team that you have been playing with over the uh, over the past uh, few weeks, obviously uh, you, you lost a, f- a few players up to the twos this week. Mm-hmm. Do you think you might have got over over the line, Tom? Ah, I think on paper, man for man, we were we were the strongest eleven from one to eleven. Um, it was not our best fielding performance. We gave them too many chances with maybe nine dropped catches and um, they held on to all of theirs, but one. So um, yeah, that's when, when a lad goes on to get one, five, three, and he should have got 30. It's, it's possibly not your day. Someone got 150 for them. 
153, I think he was dropped on about 30. God, that's painful. Can you, can you name and shame, please? Oh, do, do I have to? Um, I think he hit it quite a long way up. There was a call from the boundary um, running into point um, Mr. Rory Holler and Patel and um, <laughs> didn't, didn't quite manage to hold on to yes. it. Sorry, you didn't Rory. hear about that on Saturday night, did we? <laughs> Funnily enough, only really heard about his 21 overs straight in his 38 <laughs> yeah. Didn't hear about him shelling. Rory, mate, you're minus 100. <laughs> you're like minus 82. So at the halfway stage, what, what, was, what was the chat? What was being said? I mean, cracking run chase made by the threes the week before. You guys must have felt invincible. Full confidence in yourselves, I imagine. Pretty much. I mean, we saw that they were capable of scoring those runs. I mean, they were they were only going at fours for the first half of their innings and then picked it up to tens pretty much for the second half. But on a boundary, that small, lots of gaps there. We knew that we had the batsmen there to do the job. And as they did, we didn't need to start particularly quickly. Once you've got a couple of men in, you can you can have a go. So um yeah, we were pretty confident going into it. We knew that we batted deep enough to score the runs, um, and it didn't quite didn't quite come to fruition. But they again, they they fielded pretty well. So uh, that little bit of luck that we gave them wasn't reciprocated, sadly. Here at the Eden Cricketer, we are generally nice people, but you can't pick yourself. So who's the most annoying person in the three? <laughs> <laughs> there was a, a team member at Square Leg that gave a gave a pretty dodgy run out decision. I can't remember who it was. I, th- I think he may be captain this week, but his name escapes me. Um, I'll go secondary with um, Rory Patel for dropping that catch in the deep. That's yeah, fair enough. Thank the you. boys 120 is uh, that's going to put you on the naughty on the naughty list for a long period yeah. of time. Yeah. Three for you at the weekend, Tom. You've done very well. Uh, not to mention, I, I love how the six came before the three for. <laughs> I think I'm running at a batting average at 54 this year so far. So I've got an absolute nosebleed over it. Think, think. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, uh, qu- quickly talk us through um, Coxie's innings. He's in a rich vein of form. Pitch like that, small boundaries, must have been, must have set up really well for him. And boy, did he deliver again. Yes, I mean, he's been very much the the little firework coming in halfway down the order. Uh, it's a little bit scratchy when he was first in against the opening bowlers, nibbling it about. But as soon as we saw, um, bless him, their young spinner come on, we knew that there were fireworks coming. And it wasn't it wasn't long before he started dispatching him. I think that lad got two overs. Uh, Coxie scored a quick, I don't know, twenty runs in those two overs. Um, but yeah, just rotating the strike nicely, took it on his shoulders, and then was a bit unlucky to get run out as the pressure as the pressure started to build at the end. Uh, it's uh, it's it's more than a valiant effort. I mean, get getting anywhere near a chase of of three hundred and twenty is. It's a testament to to the character of the side and and how well the side's been going and. I'm sure it's it's a great side to be a part of at the moment. Lots of positive energy, um, mm. and I'm sure and that will continue if I know those boys. and And sadly, I do. Hi, absolutely. It's been a great team to be a part of, and um, there doesn't seem like any any signs of slowing down into next week. And we're going to go back on winning ways. I'm assuming Tom the first loss is because of the captain. Uh, I wouldn't want to argue with the tactics. That'd be, that'd be a yes. That'd be a yes. <laughs> Thank you very much for your time, and uh, really, really appreciate your time on the uh, on the pod. Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> See you, Tom. Thanks, mate. Cheers. Ding, 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 ding. Lee, it's time for you to fill me in on AJ. I have a little interview 
that I did with AJ this week. I thought the uh, the listeners deserved it, and it was a spur of the moment uh, uh, decision. We were uh, interviewing uh, the ladies, the girls, after their match uh, on the weekend, and we were at uh, Pod HQ up in the twos dressing room, and uh, AJ came out and sat right next to me, and it just seemed like the the right thing to do. So I did an interview. He gave us his word of the week, and this is what he had to say. A little treat for the listeners. I've got AJ with me doing a live interview. Hello, AJ. How are you? Good. How's your day been? Very good. We're down at uh, Ealing Corfton Road. What have, you, what have you been doing today? I've been going to the tuck shop. You went to the tuck shop? Yes. What else have you been doing? Um, I have been... I just went to the toilet. Uh, excellent. <laughs> and we've also been in the nets, haven't we? Yes, we have. Excellent. What have you learnt since you've been here at the Career Club? Um, let me think. When you, when you, when the ball goes up in the air, you can get people out by catching it without any bounces. Great job. Who's your favourite coach here? Mickey. Oh, Mickey, love that. Um, and the main reason why we are here is to hear your word of the week. So, AJ, what's your word of the week? My word of the week is feather. Thanks, AJ. Lee, let's, let's, let's hear about the ladies, the Sunday. Um, from what I understand, it was a tough day. Oh, very, very tough. To be fair, they... I had a chat to Lizzie um, and a few of the girls, and you'll hear from the interviews um, that it was, you know, a very tough day. Unfortunately, the batting let them down. Um, they actually played a very strong Etonian side, um, who, if they had batted first, would have scored a lot of runs. They looked a, a good, uh, a good outfit. Um, but I caught up with uh, with Emily and Mia before the game, and had a chat to uh, Cheska after the game, and this is what they had to say. Just standing out in the middle, having a look at the wicket with two of the ladies' players before the game starts here on Sunday. Uh, guys, if you could just quickly introduce yourselves. I'm Mia. Thanks, Mia. That was good. <laughs> I'm Emily. <laughs> Emily, excellent. Uh, Mia, obviously you've played a, a few games at uh, Ealing before. What does the what does the wicket look like? Is this a bowler? Oh, jeez, the other opposition seem keen. Is it a bowler bat first day? Don't know. It's quite dry, isn't it? So <laughs> um, <laughs> it's looking like. Well, I was looking at a batting wicket, maybe, I think. Yeah. You think it get tougher to bat on a little bit later? It might crumble up? Yeah, it might like, crumble and dry up more. Excellent. Uh, Ems, obviously coming over from SA, you yeah. would have played on maybe nothing like this. <laughs> have you had to change your game or adapt your game to the conditions since you've been playing here in the UK? Yeah, I found it a bit tougher to um, get off strike, to be honest. <laughs> so I've, I've had to um, try and find the gaps and, and look for ways to do that more um, here. So, yeah, a bit of adaptation, but... I think uh, as you play more games, it comes comes easier. You see, Mia, that's how you do it. You just answer the questions. Don't just stand there. Say again. I did answer the question. You asked how the wicket was saying, and I said it's looking quite dry. Yeah, no, but you took quite long to answer it. I asked Emily the question, and she answered it straight away. More time to prepare. It's looking a bit like concrete at the moment. I mean, she's still carrying on. I've asked her no questions. Good luck today, guys. Thank you. (laughs) Tough day for the women's team this afternoon on a beautiful Sunday uh, here at Corfton Road. Uh, our ladies team took on a very strong Actonian side. Um, I had a chat before the game started to uh, Mia and Emily and they said it was a, uh, a bat first day because the 
wicket might crumble. I'm here with uh, Cheska. Uh, do you want to talk us through how the day went today? We batted first. It didn't go to plan. No, I think the wicket didn't crumble, but we did. Uh, yes, you did crumble. Uh, a score of 51, I think, on the board is never really going to be enough. Is, is, is there something the girls need to work on? Uh, I did have a chat to the girls about getting forward today. Did many actually take my advice? Um, I don't think so. I think everyone was trying to play themselves in, but it, they didn't have enough time to... To do that. I mean, how many overs did you guys face? Can you remember? 20... Two. So 22, 22 overs to get uh, 51, which isn't, which isn't yeah. too bad. They knocked it off in seven overs. Yeah, they did. Uh, they had very strong batswomen. Um, just picked the gaps in our field. Our fielding was pretty good. Um, yeah. To be fair, a quick game is a good game. And I see that a few of the girls are downstairs enjoying a beer in the weather. So if there's any positive out of, uh, out of today's game, um, Catherine Pierce has just walked in. Hi, Catherine. Hi, guys. Yeah, very good, thanks. Is there something you want to add? Um, I just wanted to mention, there's this bloke, I don't know if you know him, Chris, Christian Martin? You no, know him? no. No? Okay, well, he was umpiring, and uh, for me in particular, it is the second Ealing player to give me not out when I was stone plum LBW. So, um, don't know if I'll see this guy Christian around again, but uh, thanks to him, because he and Feli are the two players that haven't given me out. I, so, uh, I know Feli. This Christian person, I'm not sure who... No, who I, I didn't think so, but he, he apparently umpired for us today, and, uh, oh, yeah. Nice, oh, sounds like a nice guy. Um, Unfortunately, that didn't help our score, because he still got a duck, didn't it, you? It didn't, it didn't. He had, he had a bit of an itchy trigger finger for the rest of the team, so, um, a bit annoying, but, you know... I love, the, I love the way you just throw under the bus straight away, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you didn't do anything today, by the way, as well. That's the no, kind no. of camaraderie we have in the women's team. Love that. Absolutely. Probably... The best line from the opposition today was they went up to Tammy and said, isn't that player supposed to be sledging us, not her own team? Oh, wow. Because that's all that Cheska does, oh, is wow. sledge her own team and not the other team. Well, so. seems like women's cricket, <laughs> the club, <laughs> is going to go from strength to strength. Uh, ladies, uh, Cheska especially, thank you for your time. Thank you. Okay, before we go on to Ask ECC, let's look ahead briefly. Um, as was mentioned in the interview with Beast, we have the T20 coming up. Some more cup cricket for everyone on Sunday away at Stanmore. It's not close to home, but you know what? There's something about Ealing Cricket Club that loves these cup competitions. And we're due a bit of cup luck after the, after the, after the national. And Don't bring it up. Don't good. bring it up. Don't bring it up. Don't bring it up. God, it would up. be good to go to go two from two at the weekend and, and get ourselves through, wouldn't it? It would be lovely. I am very excited. I'm actually, uh, yeah, triple captain me on Sunday. Let's briefly touch on fantasy. Lee, I have, a, I have a sad story for you. Do you? I do. I have a sad story for you. I was having a toy around with my team on Friday night. I briefly, briefly decided what my team looked like if I could if I took a punt on someone instead of three attempts, just for the week, just for the week, because I thought, you know, everyone's going to have him, have him. If I, if I pick someone who's no one's going to have this week, when everyone has three attempts, when he plays in the twos, maybe, maybe, you know, I could get a jump on everyone and then I'll bring him back. I then decided, nah, I don't think I want to. So I put him back in my team and I was short of cash. 
I didn't have the funds. No. <laughs> I had to sell him. No. I had to sell him. I didn't no. have the money to bring him back in my team. I didn't even no. confirm the transfers. You cannot describe the rage that went through me on Friday night. I was at work at 10.30 in the evening. I was absolutely fuming. I didn't even sell him. didn't even press confirm. I exited out the page. I came back 0.1 million short of Priyatam. Couldn't believe it. Anyway, he got two. For I brought him Rishi Rao, he got 10. I mean... <laughs> Oh God, what are you and doing? I sold Coxie last week. No, you oh. didn't. I did. I'm still top, but it's a close run thing. It's a very close run thing. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Everything's up in the air. I'm first and I'm, I'm, I'm flustered. I'm all over the place. Um, luckily, I've got great pedigree and I'm going to win the whole thing. But anyway, let's go to Ask ECC. <laughs> at, least, at least you're not confident. Ask ECC actually comes from someone that's been on the podcast this episode. It comes from Alex Fell, and he asks, if you could take any bits from an MCCL ground and put them together to make the perfect MCCL ground, mm-hmm. which bits would you take and from where? And he's given us a list that we will go through in order. Mm-hmm. On outfield, pitch, boundary size, pavilion, tees, and most importantly, bowls ground which is the okay. best boundary bowls you can use no ground more than once let us begin with the outfield where you're taking finchley i think that's a good shout i'm gonna say finchley for one that i'm thinking of and i'm gonna go i might go crouch end outfield maybe i'm misremembering i mean you played the two weeks ago i know it's a long time ago isn't it i thought it was pretty good I basically don't think any of the outfields are that good. I almost said Teddington. Finchley. Finchley. It's lovely. Flat. Grass is always nice and short. Value four shots. It's, it's simple. Okay, I think I'm in the wrong here. Thank you. One nil. In fact, Crouch Ends was rubbish. <laughs> That's so bad. It's so bad. It's staying in. Next. <laughs> I've got to pieces. Pitch. Deck. This is where I was going to say Finchley. I think that's a great cricket wicket. Teddington. Boundary size. Ooh. Crouch end. No, it's too small. I don't want something. No, it's not. It's, it's actually, it's, it's, it's hittable, which is nice. And it, it gives everyone the chance to have a go, but it's also still big enough for you to get it wrong. I tell you what. I'm I think on fire. Hornsey's boundary fire. size was actually pretty good. Hornsey had a good boundary size at the weekend. Am I just saying the one that I played on most recently? Perhaps. But it was a... <laughs> It had a nice size. It was it was makeable in all areas, but like a little bit long straight. It was a nice. It, hey, it was a good oval. Your your sentence should have been from memory. It's horns. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Tease. Oh, Stanmore. We've 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 we've, we've, we've discussed this already. Stanmore, Stanmore. up there. It's Stanmore. End of story. Pavilion. ECC. No brainer. Nothing else yeah. comes remotely close. No. Not even in the same, like... Hemisphere. Hemisphere. No. Galaxy. Wow. Good chocolate. Good chocolate. Good chocolate. That's what they think about. They think about ECC. They think that's the best chocolate around that. Good chocolate. Yeah. Love that. Finally, boundary bowls. Oh, this is tough. I have one that I'm thinking of. Okay, go on then, because I need a bit of time. North Middlesex. Yeah, it's not a bad shout. 
you have the nets. You then go, you then got a nice little easy curve round where you can get close to the rope if you want, if that's if that's your if that's your poison. And then you have that beautiful bit where you're tight to the straight boundary next to the road and the fence, and yeah. everything slopes towards the rope. And it's just whoever has the jack at the beginning of that, it's just it's brutal. I've seen people end like minus 60. Oh, I actually think I can beat you on this. Bron. Bron's good. Bron's good because you start as a squash court there. So you go in front or behind it. Then they've got got the little net area. Then there's the bush. You get around the turn. There's the nets. And then you've got that tight little area with the with with the slope where the nets are that you've got to get right. Otherwise, it's 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 minus fill. It's horrific. If you get the running is is terrible, but it's such a good place to play balls. But the car park at North Meds, how does the jack, how does it react off, off the hard turf? What, yeah. Is the cricket ball just going to roll all, all the way down the hill every time? No, it's going to stay randomly halfway up. Are you going to hit a car and take minus points? Anyway, much to be debated. Um, on the whole, I believe that you've done better than me there. Yeah, I think I have. The only thing at Bron, though, and to, 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 to say a final word on it, I do get distracted by the tennis players. That's the hard thing, though. I don't actually focus on my game. I do watch the tennis players a little bit too much. But that's, that's by the by. And I'd love to shower with Harry Stowe. Lee, we've come to the end. Another week, another week done. As Beast would say, it's so sad. Every time. It's so sad. It's so sad. Thanks to Bear for continuing support and sponsoring of the podcast. Thanks to everyone that contributed. Thanks to all of you that keep listening. If you've made it to the end, well done. You're one of the 30, 35% all told that make it to the end. Statistically, statistically speaking. Is that true? It's about 30, 35% of people make it all the way through, yeah. That's sad. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty tough, that, isn't it? When you find yeah. out that like 20% of people or something just like get to five minutes and go, God, enough of these two. Well, that's all from me. <laughs> yeah. We're under less pressure at the end, aren't we? We're only speaking to about, I don't know, 20 people. <laughs> we can say anything. I think, really, I think I've really tried to say goodbye and you're still carrying on. You're making this worse. Say goodbye. Oh, sorry. Um, uh, yeah, that's all from me. And that's, again, all for me. Yeah, bye. Goodbye. Uh, bye. Bye. The Ealing Cricketer. Ding, 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 ding.